What is good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Ball with Tyler Todd. I'm your host, Tyler Todd. You and on this episode, wow, we had a pretty busy month of April. If we're just talking about baseball, which we are going to be talking about a lot of baseball today. In the month of April, we saw a lot of action. Lots of action. Lots of divisional team rivals going at it. Lots of back and forth between a couple teams. Lots of ejections. Lots of first and second place teams trading spots. And honestly, just a lot of good baseball play just in general from a lot of players. But two in particular, we're going to start the podcast off with the players of the month for April. So obviously, we've already gone through a month of baseball already. Seems like yesterday we were just talking about baseball starting opening day. And we didn't even know if it was going to happen. That's the craziest part. We didn't even think baseball. We didn't even know if baseball was going to happen, if people were going to work. Even the players had a job, which is a pretty <laughs> pretty crazy thought. But regardless, um, April, now we're in May. May 6th today, obviously, but now past April. So for the American League and the National League, they do it every month in baseball. Jose Ramirez was the American, was the American League Player of the Month, and he plays for the Cleveland Guardians. And then Nolan Arenado was the Player of the Month for the National League, and he plays for the Cardinals. And um, yeah, they had <laughs> they had they had really good Aprils, both of them. So Ramirez, he obviously, if anyone doesn't know who he is, he plays third base for the Guardians. Once previously, the Cleveland Indians. He just agreed to a new year, a new seven-year contract, one hundred and forty-one million, locking him up like literally just before opening day because he is one of the best third basemen in baseball. But in April, batted three forty-two with seven home runs, twenty-eight RBIs. 15 extra base hits and a 1.133 OPS. For any people that don't know what OPS is, it's on plate on plate uh, sluggage. It's very it's it, anything like 800 and up is like 800 is like good, 900 is like really good. And then uh, anything over like one is like very solid. Like you're a top player in the league. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. But yeah, led the majors in RBIs while ranking second in OPS and tied for second in home runs during that span. He also was top five in the American League in batting average. So the guy, the guy had a hell of an April, really. And then Arenado for the National League batted 375 with five home runs, 17 RBIs, 12 extra base hits, and a 1.125 OPS. He led the National League in OPS, ranked third in batting average, tied for second in RBIs, and tied for fourth in home runs. Uh, yeah. The guy is very good. Anyone who doesn't know who Arenado is, he also plays third base just like Ramirez. Uh, Arenado used to play for the Rockies. Thank God he doesn't because I don't want him in the National League West anymore because he used to create a lot of problems for the Padres and Diamondbacks a lot when he did play there. So pretty incredible months for them. Just the month of April in general, we've seen a lot of bizarre things going on. But aside from those two playing very well, a quick look at all the standings right now in the National League. The Mets are really off to a hot start. They, If you don't consider the nine losses, they do have the most wins out of both out of both leagues, they have 19. The closest team after that is the Brewers of the NL Central at 18 and 8, and the Dodgers in first place in the NL West at 16 and 7. In the American League, you have the Yankees 18 and 7 in first place, the Twins in the AL Central at 15 and 11, and in the AL West, the Los Angeles Angels, formerly the Anaheim Angels, at first place in the AL West at 17 and 10. So. If you haven't had a chance to watch baseball this year, the Mets are definitely one of the better teams this year. Have two of the best pitchers in baseball, arguably, uh, Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, and uh, absolutely loaded infield with Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso and uh, plenty of other guys that can contribute. 
pitching, average, contact, a bunch of guys, power, speed, they really do have it all. Looking like, I mean, no one's going to beat the Dodgers, I think. I think the Dodgers will win the World Series this year. I think they are the favorite, but the Mets are really putting on a great April and first month of baseball so far. The Brewers, on the other hand, 18-8 in first place, obviously having another incredible start to the season. In their last three games, their offense in the last three games, 34 runs, 11 home runs, and they've won three straight from that point, from that last three games. Uh, Yeah. In one of their games, they beat the Reds 18-4. Two days ago, they beat the Reds 18-4. Franchise record. That's not a franchise record, excuse me. Rowdy Telez drove in a franchise record eight runs that game. So it's pretty pretty insane. So the Brewers are off to a pretty amazing start. Last 10 games are 8-2, record of 18-8. And And in the NLS, obviously I work for my I work for the Diamondbacks. Last 10 games are 7-3. They swept the uh, the Miami Marlins last week, which was obviously so awesome. They're at 513-13 in last place in the NL West, which obviously is, I mean, it kind of is expected, but they are still a competitive, feisty team. The Dodgers, as expected, are in first at 16-7. They're 6-4 in their last 10. And the Padres in second at 17-9. Their last 10, 7-3. And, and, and then the Rockies and the Giants, who actually started out the season very hot, are kind of been slumping in the past 10 games. The Rockies are 15-10 in third at last 10, 5 games, 5-5. Five and five. And the San Francisco Giants are 14-11 with a record of 4-6 and six in their last 10. So the NLS obviously is a crapshoot, a bunch of teams... Literally, to me, it's always going to be a four-team race, even with the Rockies in the mix, because they really started off pretty well in the first couple weeks of April. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's really it for the National League. Just a lot of good play from a lot of teams. Mets are firing off. Brewers have an insane offense. Dodgers, Padres are doing their thing. Giants, Rockies doing a little slump, but... Yeah, they'll make it happen. And speaking of the Padres, which is pretty incredible, Mike Clevenger, uh, yeah, made his return after Tommy John surgery in 2020. So Mike Clevenger was a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians at the time before they became the Guardians. The Padres picked him up in the trade deadline in the 2020 COVID season. And yeah, injured <laughs> injured his arm during uh, the, it was a wild card or a divisional game against the Dodgers in, the, in that season. Yeah, and uh, this is a quote from him. I wasn't sure I was going to pitch again. This is big. He would then come and pitch against the Guardians a day ago or a couple days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Look at the. Let me look at the schedule real quick. Guardians, Padres. Let me look real quick because they had to play a doubleheader because one of the games got rained out. So give me a quick second here. Um, May 4th, so two days ago, excuse me. So two days ago, he pitched after not having to after, – after not having pitched over in a year. So pretty awesome to see him come back. He pitched like like five and a half innings. I only gave up one run. So yeah, we ended up winning that first game of the two-game split, and we ended up losing the second one. But awesome to see him come back. Obviously, it's just a huge story in baseball, obviously, for that week. And um, not even April, the month of April in general has been big, but just this week in general. So I mentioned the Brewers' offense is firing off. The Angels have been really exciting as a baseball team. Their last 10, they're 7-3. and three. They're just exciting to watch. I mean, they have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. And then they also have arguably one of the best players in baseball in Shohei Otani. And this is a stat from the, for him specifically. So highest whiff rate was single pitch. And this is this season, a minimum of 20 pitch attempts. His slider is a 53.7% whiff chance. 
That's how effective he is. Oh, and then he casually a day ago throws seven innings, six hits, no earned runs, no walks, and 11 strikeouts. Okay, so the Angels are are an ex- are an exciting team and have the best player in baseball and then have arguably the most exciting player in baseball with Otani. So pretty incredible. The Angels are another team there in the American League. They are in first in the American League West. It'd be nice to see them go to the playoffs. Mike Trout, he's been like to the playoffs once in his entire career and he's been there his entire career. So come on, dude. Like they're 17 and 10. They have a, a game and a half lead from the Astros in first place. So it'd be really awesome to see them actually do something successful this year. And looking at the Yankees in the AL East, this is another division for me, just like last year was a three-team race. The Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are 16-11 in third. The Tampa Bay Rays are second at 16-10. and And the Yankees are first at 18-7. The Yankees at one point did win 11 games. They had the most longest active streak so far in the season with 11 games in a row. But it was snapped when the Toronto Blue Jays beat them 2-1. to one. And, yeah, the ending was pretty awesome. If you haven't seen the ending of the game, it's pretty sweet. There's like a ground ball to third. Chapman just fires this line drive ball to Vlade Guerrero, who snags it off like a crappy throw from Chapman. But still a freaking laser first. Snags it, gets all hyped. Huge game. I mean, even looking at the division standings, the Blue Jays are three games out from first. And ending a team's 11-game win streak is pretty awesome. So the Yankees, in their last 10, are 9-1. The Rays in their last 10 are 7-3, and three, and the Blue Jays are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and the Blue Jays just beat them. So 9-1, and one, that one loss is from the Blue Jays. So another three-team division race. Blue Jays, I, I feel like they are going to win the division, but the Yankees are just, they're another team, man. They just have pitching. They have a bunch of offense. Aaron Judge is an absolute stud. Giancarlo Stanton is a stud. Anthony Rizzo, Isaiah Kanafalefa. Really, the list goes on. It's really, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know where to just really start on them or begin or end because they're just that good even though I don't really like them actually truly I don't like them but they're absolutely incredible but speaking of power and offense and big bats like that so MLB partnering up with OxyClean and Arm and Hammer just did a little release little thing called hitter power ranking so that for May 6th so this isn't in April so this this past week so they have 10 rankings right now for hitter power ranking so in first obviously Mike Trout Aaron Judge and second Jose Ramirez at third Nolan Arenado at four. So pretty much everyone I just mentioned, I just talked about the Angels and Mike Trout being the best player in baseball. Aaron Judge, I talked about being an absolute bomb and a 6'7", 6'8", just towering man who literally crushes the ball. Jose Ramirez followed by Nolan Arenado, who just won April Players of the Month. So yeah, pretty crazy. Then Taylor Ward of the Angels, breakout star. Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres at six. Jordan Alvarez at seven. J.P. Crawford at 8, which is pretty shocking because J.P. is kind of like a shorter guy, but seems to be really cranking the ball. Byron Buxton, if that guy has a full season, he's an MVP candidate, no no lie. And then Jazz Chisholm Jr. at 10. I got to see Jazz Chisholm play because they just played the Diamondbacks this past week, which was the season I mentioned that they that series I mentioned that the Diamondbacks swept them. The kid is good. He literally lights up the field with his wheels, his bat, his glove. He seriously is really exciting, so... Those are your 10 guys right there for hitter power rankings. So pretty household names that are standard for, you know, smashing the ball. I know I did mention Rowdy Tellez earlier about those eight runs. <laughs> eight, a franchise record eight runs in a game. That is so <laughs> seriously crazy. But over the past three games for him, three home runs, 10 RBIs, six extra base hits, and a 1.733 OPS. 
literally that's just fake that it's like not even obtainable like that's such a fake thing to read like oh boy baseball is seriously so crazy man there's so many freaking good players and i just i feel like people don't understand how insane baseball players really are not even athletic they're so athletic but they're just so they're just built so different than any other athlete for all the major sports they're just so crazy and lastly the Sox are matching up tonight the chicago white Sox. And the Boston Red Sox and two of the best shortstops in the league at this time right now. Tim Anderson of the White Sox, 313 average, a 518 slugging, a .855 OPS, and a 152 OPS plus. One of the best shortstops in the league, bar none. And Xander Bogarts, another, his counterpart, an average of 354, a slugging of 500, an OPS of .904, an OPS plus of 160. They are both playing tonight, and both teams are playing tonight, so we get to see them both in action. And yeah, man, baseball's been incredible. April's been a pretty amazing month, and I can't wait for May because there's been so many awesome things. But lastly, I wanted to end with really what's been like the hottest topic in baseball recently is been the umpiring has been like the biggest issue right now with Angel Hernandez and not John Lipka. John Lipka is a good one. It's a uh, uh, Ron Culpa. That's his name. But anyway, so there's just baseball is just having a hard time with umping and officiating. It's just been a really bad thing and ejections and strike zones not being good and guys just calling bad games. And it's just been a running problem for years with baseball. But specifically, I'm going to talk about right now it is Madison Bumgarner getting ejected after just one inning of work in a game like four days ago. So the Diamondbacks are in Miami. Madden Bum, Mad, Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner is towing the rubber. It's his start. He's pitching just an inning. That's it. So he gets two guys out. So he gives up a solo bomb to John Birdie. Gets quick two outs. And then a couple pitches he doesn't like. Umpire doesn't call him strikes. Mad Bum gives him a little... Gives him a little grief from the mound. Okay, ump doesn't, ah, whatever. You don't have to say anything to me. Just keep that back going. So Mad Bum finally gets the guy out. There's a ground ball or something like that. And obviously, for anyone that hasn't been really caught up with baseball too, is that baseball now is trying to crack down on the foreign substance policy with pitchers. So for anyone that doesn't know, baseball players and pitchers specifically try and like get an edge with the baseball to get it more of a grip. So guys would use, you know, sunscreen or rosin or sweat or basic things to get a grip on the ball because if you've ever thrown a brand new baseball, it's like throwing a cue ball. There's like no grip on it. It's super heavy. It's very chalky. It's not, it's hard. So what was going on is players were then using illegal stuff. So the sunscreen and the rosin, the sweat is very illegal. It's, it doesn't add spin rate to the ball. It just helps the guys get a grip on the ball. But there's guys that were using spider tack or pelican wax, which is legit like glue in, the, in their finger stick to the ball. And they're trying to get as much spin and stick to the finger so the ball rips off their fingers and just shoots it up. So, yeah, that was that. I talked about it last year on the podcast. Um, that was, they did it. They made the policy. They started it during the regular season, which was a very dumb idea, in my opinion, because you have these guys that are used to throwing with some kind of grip that are then getting their regiment taken away, and now you have to throw without this, and you just, they don't know how to do that because they're so accustomed to using sticky stuff. Not illegal stuff, but sticky stuff. Yes, there are some guys that did use illegal stuff, like Garrett Cole's a prime example. Like, he's the one that, like, I know, I most notably know. He used spider tack, like, for the longest time, and, like, he hucks. He even hucks without it, but, like, he would throw pretty, some silly stuff. But anyway, 
Now, leading into the Mad Bum thing, why I talked about the sticky stuff. So at the end of every first, I think it's every first, third, and fourth inning, the pitchers get their hands checked on to see if they have anything on their person to you know affect the ball in any way. So the inning ends. Mad Bum is walking to the dugout. The first base ump is motions to him, hey, I got to check your hand. So Mad Bum goes over, holds his hand out, and the umpire starts massaging his hand, not even checking his hand, massaging his hand, and is looking at Mad Bum, not even looking at his hands. Bad Bum is just looking down, like waiting for him to finish. Guy's just like creepily looking at his face, touching his hands, just being weird. And like, yeah. Finally, Mad Bum looks up and he's like, are, are you done? If, if for anyone that wants like an in-depth, like actual in-depth, in-depth review, just check out John Boy Media on YouTube. They have, he has a breakdown of it. And I go support that channel because that guy is absolutely awesome on what they do over there. But um, he has a word for word breakdown because it's the most bizarre thing ever. But Mad Bum basically in the breakdown says like are you done like is there anything else you, do you want do you need anything to say to me like what's going on and the umpire's like no nothing and then Mad Bum's like you know drops a <laughs> drops a heavy fuck you on him because he knows what he's doing he's trying to bait him into something and then the umpire throws him out for no good reason just tosses him for no reason Mad Bum gets ejected after just an inning of work an inning of work so then I wanted to go you know a little bit more into the article into the story specifically and NBC Sports did one on it and this is basically what the article had to say so this is from the article not me I don't take any obviously I don't take any credit for this but this is from the article and this is from Allie Thunawalla she wrote the article so here we go so quote unquote or quotations here we go beginning of the article during his time with the Giants Madison Bumgarner established himself as one of the best big game pitchers in modern MLB history he also built a reputation for fiery confrontations on the field with either opponents or umpires. Okay, so that's the end of the first part. Next, we have Bumgarner hasn't had many chances to display his combative side since he left the Giants for the Arizona Diamondbacks after the 2019 season, but it came out on Wednesday during one of the stranger interactions with an umpire in recent memory. So here, like I was mentioning earlier, but here we go. After the bottom of the first inning of the D-backs comeback 8-7 win over the Miami Marlins at Lone Depot Park, Bumgarner had his hand checked for foreign substances by first base umpire Dan Bellino. Except, Bellino massaged Bumgarner's left hand for a long time while staring right at the D-backs pitcher. Once Bumgarner looked up, he said something to Bellino and was promptly ejected from the game. That's when tempers flared. I know why I got thrown out, yes. Bumgarner told reporters after the game, but you guys have seen the video. I don't know if I could say anything that would make the situation better. So what I'm going to say is I'm extremely proud of our team coming back and winning because I put us in a big hole there. Obviously, I didn't go into the game with an intention of throwing one inning. For them to be able to fight and everyone pick me up today for what happened, that's pretty incredible. Very proud. So then Bumgarner was asked if he had ever had an umpire check his hand like Bellino did. No, Bumgarner said. I haven't seen one like that. <laughs> it appears Bellino, the first base ump, took umbrage with Bumgarner because the pitcher questioned at least one call by home plate umpire Ryan Willis in the bottom of the first. And that's the end of the article. But pretty much go, just go look up the video. Even John Boy has the breakdown. He just adds a comedic relief to it. But you can go on YouTube and just look up the ejection. It's just weird, Okay. The thing, the whole thing is just weird. The guy is looking for a rise out of Bumgarner. Clearly, the guy should be, the guy should be fined. Truly, the guy should be fined. There should be, there's no place for that in MLB. It's embarrassing for the sport. You have a guy that's massaging a player's hand, not even checking for substances, and he's just staring at him, not even like at least talking to him. Nope, just staring at him, staring into his freaking soul, dude. Like quite literally, it's very terrifying. And then 
in a game a couple days ago, we had we had the Brewers playing the Phillies and Angel Hernandez pretty much known to be one of the worst umpires in baseball in like recent years and just in general, and he's just garbage. He was calling the game. He was the home plate umpire, and there was a graph. He missed 19 strike calls in this game. I don't know where the graph is anymore, but I remember seeing it on a John Boy video. He missed 19 strike calls that were all no, they were all balls. Excuse me, 19 balls that were called strikes. That is so terrible. But really, where do you see it? If you want another breakdown, another shout out for John Boy is go to his page, and there's a breakdown of Kyle Schwarber absolutely blowing up on Angel because. The game is 1-0. It's the bottom of the ninth or the top of the ninth. Literally, the Phillies are trying to get back into this game. Angel Hernandez just calls this awful strike three call in this backdoor slider from Josh Hader. And Schwarber throws his helmet, throws the bat, screwing, he's screaming out of New York, screwing both teams, you're screwing me. That's so hard. That's so outside. Freaking horseshit. Like, all this stuff. So, baseball also, not even though April has been exciting for baseball in general, baseball is also kind of just in a weird spot with umpiring. It really needs to be fixed because the state of the game is at risk. It really is. Like, there's no integrity. You have an umpire massaging some dude's hand and throwing him out because he's having some power trip, and then you have Angel Hernandez calling games behind the dish. No. Why Why is this the thing? So, yeah, pretty, pretty sporadic April, but... Anyway, that was really all I had to say for April, and May just started, so yeah, we even got first week of May, some pretty awesome action, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Ballin' with Tyler Todd, and yeah, keep following the page, add Ballin' with Tyler Todd on Instagram, here on Anchor, this is where I post, obviously, it goes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, any podcast platform you can think of, it's on there. Just keep supporting, keep liking the channel, keep sharing the channel, I post every day for, I share the post or excuse me, I share the podcast every day on my on my TikTok, my Instagram, and my regular personal Instagram. So yeah, just keep liking, support, tell your friends, and yeah, I'm trying to just get better each week. But yeah, thank you all for checking out. I'll see you on the next one. Later.